from the logo. The logo. That's the only thing that counts, and I mean literally a logo shot. Hello and welcome to Hoops and Cards. What a great night we had in the NBA last night. Major battle between Phoenix and Golden State. Incredible to see what both of those teams are doing. Lots of big news happening. LeBron is in COVID protocols. What's that all about? I guess they're not telling which symptoms. But the card market, hopefully some big news coming in December with some new releases finally get some mosaic this week. Today we're going to talk a little bit about five buys in a market where there's still a lot of reason for concern. NBA cards not doing great. A lot of us have bought or collected cards in the last year and seen values go down. But now that here we are in the NBA season progressing towards things like Christmas, the NBA All-Star Game, and the playoffs... Hey, there's some guys under the radar guys and some big name guys, five buys. So welcome. Let's get after it. I can't believe it's already December here, you guys. And girls, it's December 1st, a Wednesday, no matter where you're at in the world. Uh, Here it's cold but sunny in Ohio, and we're trying to recover from Saturday's loss to Michigan. That that hurts. I, I don't even know why I'm thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm moving on with my life. I'm talking NBA stuff. I'm uh grateful for this podcast and for each of you listening that follows the NBA and you collect cards or you're, you're getting into it, you're, you're wanting to make smart buys. And uh, this episode is one of a lot that we've done, five buys or who's hot, who's not. Players and cards that I think, you know, uh, they're on the way up. And quite often I am, especially now, hesitant to put my own money into something because I have bought so many cards over the last year. I'm waiting for some of them to come back from PSA, hopefully all PSA 10s, right? Right? And, you know, some that I bought in the hopes that they would go up and I could sell them or I could just hang on to them and, you know, they look great. But some of the cards that I thought would go up by now, they, uh, they aren't. And, you know, whether that's because the player's injured, like Ja Morant, or Michael Porter Jr., or they're not playing as well as we thought, like Kevin Porter Jr., Nikhil Alexander-Walker, even even LeBron James has had a rocky start this season there with the Lakers, and, you know, adding Russ and, like, 10 more players, the Lakers don't look awesome, and I, you know, that's okay, It's, it's still just early December, but... How do you decide what is a buy in a market where, hey, we've been through a lot of highs and lows in the last 18 months, and it seems like the last nine months have been a slow but straight decline. Not straight down, just a a straight diagonal down and to the right with a lot of cards. 
how do you even spot a buy? Why would I even do this episode? And part of me is hesitant because I am not, I'm not making money off of these recommendations. Honestly, I have very little money invested overall in cards. And what we want to do here at Hoops and Cards is add value. That means information, encouragement, opportunities, uh, hopefully entertainment. Like hopefully you enjoy listening or you wouldn't be here, right? Are you not entertained? Well, if I if I don't use that weird voice, maybe you will be. But, uh, you know, want to add value to, to what you're doing as a collector investor and then to say, hey, uh, you know, if, if, if someone just needs to show up and tell you the truth and say, don't buy, hold, you know, or wait, because that's, that's where I've been personally with a lot of my cards the last six months is wait and hold. You know, wait and see or wait for a guy to come back from injury or wait for a guy to get more playing time or, you know, wait for the market to rebound. Those kinds of things. How do I identify a buy? Well, I, I'm starting to look for what what guys are on winning teams that are heading to the playoffs this year and beyond. What guys are playing better than they ever have? What guys are stepping in to fill a role or fill a hole? <laughs> like fill, fill a place where somebody's been injured or they're out for a while and we don't know how long. What guys are, um, you know, doing that, performing well beyond just one game or two? I'd like to see a month. I'd like to see, you know, I, I feel that way too about guys that are in slumps. I'm not going to let one or two bad games by Julius Randle discourage me from thinking that, you know, what he is, is in my mind, an all-star when they use him right. And a guy that's capable of triple doubles like he did a lot last year and he's done a few times this year. Had a great game last night. Great game last night, Julius. You know? Um, but for buys, also players whose cards have not been, you know, riding the roller coaster or way up before. So you can go on. I did this week. I went on Star Stock. I went on Car Ladder, Card Ladder and could see, hey, which... Which of these guys that I'm thinking about the last few days as possible buys, which of them, man, they are, they either never really soared in value or they're at a place where I'd have to say, yeah, now is the time to pull the trigger because, and be, be smart, be a sniper about it. Pick wisely when you buy a guy's cards. Don't go buying just the NBA hoops off-centered rookies. (laughs) Like, don't do that. Buy a good card of that great player you know, or that great buy opportunity. So we're going to talk about five buys. And with each guy, I'll try to name a card or two of his that I would say yes to, or I would say, try to negotiate a great deal on that because, hey, it's a, it's a good card of a, of a guy who, you know, seems like there's some good momentum. I'm just saying. Garland, four on the shot clock over Jakob, naturally. Yeah, he- really feeling it. All right, five buys, number five. I guess I'll do this like a countdown. And, uh, you know, if you were a Hoops Plus member, you received all these names yesterday. So a little bit of a sneak preview sometimes for our Hoops Plus members. Thank you guys for being a part of that. And uh, if you're interested to sign up, that is at anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and cards forward slash subscribe gets you an extra, really an extra podcast uh, feed with a lot, a lot more extra content and opportunities and connecting just uh, 
love having you guys as supporters, part of the team. So check that out, Hoops Plus. But my number five guy this week is, you know, this list is going to be a mix of guys that I see as established, already really good players, and guys who I think have the potential to maybe take a step in that direction. And now that LeBron James is out for a little while, again, and we know the Lakers need a little bit of scoring once in a while, and Russ has to have somebody to pass to who can hit an open J and uh, has, let's just say, younger legs than Carmelo Anthony. I'm going Malik Monk as number five on the five buys list. Malik Monk as a guy who is still relatively unknown or unappreciated by the hobby as a player who has 20 point a game potential and he's only been in the league four years his 2017 prism rookie is uh especially the silver or any graded cards those are low pop cards he comes off the bench scores in bunches uh whenever they need him to part of this is also a realization that uh he, he is is more than a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, but he can really do that. And, you know, I can't say that for anybody else other than Mello on that team. Um, Talon Horton Tucker has not been consistent at all for them. And it just seems like in Charlotte or now in L.A., when, when Malik gets more than 20 minutes a night, he's really good. And I see this LeBron injury as a chance where they're going to need to lean on some scoring, some outside shooting, some teamwork. And you've already got the guys that can move the ball around, Russell Westbrook, even Anthony Davis. They they have guys that, uh, that can move and do things. They need a guy, and they've been realizing more and more that Malik Monk should be that guy for them that takes a lot of big shots. And it's it was a big surprise to me, actually, that they were able to get him on the cheap as far as the contract he signed. I don't know that it's, you know, more than a couple years, but there's a guy who you may be able to find rookies for $2 or less, and he could be playing a big role for them, not only this season as, let's just let's just be honest about load management and the age of the big five or six or whatever the Lakers think they have. Like, those guys... Number one, they're not going to play anywhere near 75 games each. Number two, they're going to they're gonna save a lot of their best energies for May and June if they can get there. And number three, even if and when they do, somebody else from the Lakers is going to be stepping up as a regular contributor. And could it be Taylor Horton Tucker? I guess. But I think it's more likely that Malik Monk takes that next step. And I'm not saying he's going to be better than players who are similar ability on other teams. I'm saying he's going to be more recognized and more noticed because the Lakers are always one of the top stories on SportsCenter and on ESPN.com. When Malik makes a big shot or a game winner or a half-court shot like he did the other night, it becomes one of the plays of the day or plays of the week. So I anticipate Malik Monk and his, his performance, his opportunity, and just his name recognition growing while he's in LA. And I see that as uh, a chance right now to buy in and cash in on selling, reselling 
you know, near playoffs or as the Lakers advance, or if you like him long-term, which I do. I don't think the Lakers gave him anywhere near a max or a long contract. So he could be, so you know, somebody else's CJ McCollum someday. He could be somebody else's superstar outside shooter, second or third option on a very good team. I, so I like Malik Monk, not going to lie. I, uh, again, in this season, I keep saying season, but I mean in this, the way the market is right now, you want to look for smart buys and sometimes bargain buys. Malik, there he is in the dollar, $2, $5 box. There he is, a low pop card, not a lot of graded tens, not a lot of graded silvers. That's number five, Malik Monk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number four is a player on one of the top teams in the league who has already led his team on a deep playoff run. But yeah, I think at some point in his career, I could see MVP potential, maybe even again this season as far as uh, if he continues to up his scoring. And I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell. I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell because he's the clear number one go-to scorer on a top-tier playoff team. And he's playing great basketball. His cards are down. There are fewer of them than there are, say, guys like Trey Young and, of course, Luka, because he's a 2017 rookie. I like, right now, the value of Donovan Mitchell Optic Hollows from 2017. I like the value of pretty much any graded card of, of Donovan Mitchell Uh, prism or optic or select in fact and this would be a shout out to my man brett a friend of mine from uh, card shows here in hartville but also a hoops plus team member uh we got to talking and he's like you know if you look at the population count on some of these graded select rookies before select was mass produced or sent to retail really busy Like, if you took a 2017 select Donovan Mitchell PSA 10, that could be a great bargain right now. We've got a guy who, as the year goes on, he only gets better. And yes, he's got a good enough supporting cast and a good enough overall team to get to the finals this year, especially in a year when you could look around the the Western Conference and say, all right. I'll give you that Phoenix and Golden State are hot, but the Clippers, we're not sure what they're going to be in six months, and the Lakers, who knows what they're going to be in six months. We do know that the Jazz have been here a few times. They are going to wind up one of the top three seeds, and when when healthy, again, this is like the disclaimer for every single team in the NBA, but when healthy, <laughs> they are loaded, and they have a go-to player 
in the fourth quarter who can hit big shots. That's Donovan Mitchell, the three-level scorer. Uh, obviously, they've got other guys around him that can score. Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Gobert, that other guy. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? It's not Eric Pashal. It might be Rudy Gay. It might not be Royce O'Neal. That guy can't score. All I know is I like Donovan Mitchell. I consider him one of the top 10 players in the league, and I don't see, I think his rookie cards went down during what might still be a buying season for a lot of us. And I see that they could continue to go down because we take Utah as a regular season team for granted. So maybe this is a a buy in December being Donovan Mitchell before Utah gets in a lot of um, playoff-like atmosphere games in February and March. And before Donovan Mitchell shines in the All-Star game. That's another one. I I actually traveled to, to the future two months in advance to see that Donovan drops 40 against Trey Young in the East. So, no, I'm just kidding. But that could happen. And you could say you heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? Donovan Mitchell, number four on the five buys countdown. Mm-hmm. Part of it's because he's awesome. Part of it's because he's a bargain. So here I get to the the top three of the five buys list. And really any of these three could be number one right now because I do feel strongly about all three. It may just depend on what kind of player you like or what kind of investment you like. I feel like it would be a cop-out if I put one of them number one. So I'm going to put it number three. And that would be the 2018-19 Sealed Wax. I think that is hot, hot, hot. It's always been valuable because of Luca and Trey rookies. But now, because those rookies and their prices have been just beaten down for months and months, and because there are more 2018 rookies that are starting to emerge from the fray, emerge from the dust, emerge from the ashes like a phoenix, rising to the heights of the apex of the... No, (laughs) Did you really think I was going to... Um, the, the point is, there's a lot of great players in the 2018 rookie class. And if I started naming them, I wouldn't be able to stop. There are so many. You could just look at the top the top five picks, really, which would be DeAndre Ayton. Who's number two? Oh, yeah, you, Marvin. Well, okay. The others are good. Marvin Bagley the third, not a reason to buy wax. But Luka Doncic is, and Trey Young is, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is, and even Colin Sexton and Shea Gilgis Alexander and Mo Bamba and Miles Bridges and Mikhail Bridges and DeAnthony Melton. And but wait, there's more. There's so many good rookies in that class. So buying wax, whether that's a blaster box or an expensive hobby box, I, I guess with any of these, you can pick your investment level but they're only going to get scarcer and scarcer. We need a word for that. They're going to grow in value even as the cards of individual players may be falling back to earth. And then you've got others in that rookie class, Miles Bridges being the most recent example, the next two guys on the countdown being the next examples. Little spoiler alert. 
Five buys one and two will be coming from the 2018 rookie class. So if you're like, dude, I don't want to pick one. Plus, I want my shot at a DeAnthony Melton silver auto crack dice to 12, which also isn't a thing. But you get my point. There's all sorts of bonus possibilities in wax, in sealed wax. So the 2018 sealed wax prism optic select baby. I will press the button. I press the button to take the parking ticket. Yes. All right. Doing that. Hey, you guys still there? Oh, okay, good. Uh, Yeah. Like Brett said, I'm just going to quote Brett. This is going to be the episode of Brett's greatest hits. And you're going to be like, Brett who? I hope not Favre. And I'm like, no, not Brett Favre. The other Brett. Oh, gotcha. That other Brett who will one day be known as, well, the other Brett. Anyway, Brett, thank you for this. The 2018 Select Wax. You might find it even cheaper than the Prisms because they weren't released in retail. Well, that's not why they're cheaper, because they just weren't as popular. They haven't been as as popular as the, quote, iconic rookies of Luca and Trey. So what is my point? 2018 Wax, probably the safest of these three in the five buys top three. And at the same time, um, gives you a lot of upside right now. A lot of upside, a high ceiling, if you know what I'm saying. So there's that. Anyway, uh, we'll get on with the countdown. Let me get down to number two. Get down, get down, hey, get down, get many mil, many mil, hey, mount man it. So, ho, oh, so who is my number two on this week's five buys countdown? I, you know, I, again, I was torn. Any of these three could have gone number one. But you're listening to the Hoops and Cards podcast, and I like things like scoring points. I like things like upside. I like things like long term value. Either one of these guys delivers in those categories, but, and their cards have been beaten down for not really any good reason. Not that the market needs a reason. I think we've learned that 18 times. So let me say this, the next guy, can you hear the wind blowing? You're getting the reality show of me going for a little walk here. I got to get outside, get the blood moving talk a little bit about number two, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. And I thought of him, number one, incredible game last night against the Warriors and a night where he came out and guarded Steph and others. Big guys aren't supposed to be able to do the things that they do or that DeAndre can do with quickness, strength, agility. He's still young. He's still strong. He's on a team that could win the finals. And his cards are a fraction of what they were in July. Explain that to me. And you've heard me say at times, centers are boring. Well, DeAndre is almost like not a center. He's like a... Well, what is DeAndre? Think up a name for DeAndre. Maybe it'll be a new position called the DeAndre. You know, of that guy that... Maybe is the Draymondre. The center who can do all the things. Score, block shots, guard... One through five. I don't know that he can guard a lot of ones. He just did well last night. The thing I'm saying is DeAndre Ayton is a bargain from the 2018 rookie class. And you can go get go get a PSA 9 silver for less than 100 bucks. 
maybe less than 50. In fact, I almost bought one earlier today for less than 50. And I'm like, why am I telling you? Because maybe I'll go buy it right now. DeAndre Ayton has got another 10 to 15 great years in the NBA, <laughs> fitting in so well under the leadership of Chris Paul and the scoring of Devin Booker. But if they get to the finals and win it, we know DeAndre will be a major reason why. So there's that. Now's the time to jump in. Guys. Albert with the offensive board and a little room service. So now that I'm getting down to, to number one, I should name a few guys that didn't make the top five this week that could have been on the five buys list. You know, D'Angelo Russell's playing well. Desmond Bain, boom, playing well, really well, and a good value for a, one of the current rookies. Here's the part of the show, too, where a lot of you expect me to say, hey, Tyrese Maxey's number one. <laughs> Actually, he's he's doing pretty well, except... Didn't score as much the other night, but I still love him as a value and feel the same about Darius Garland. You know, those guys like that that I see. I also thought about Jarrett Allen, who is, uh, I mean, in the hobby, a relative unknown still. But for for Cleveland, he's a building block and he's a, a 2010 type of guy that, yeah. I I don't know. I see the Cavs having a great future. But that's just me. Yeah, I, rule, I ruled out a bunch of guys who are playing well. Like Trey Young's numbers have been awesome, but his team hasn't. And Mr. Devin Booker's been good, but he got banged up last night. I don't know. You know, John Morant could be a buy while he's injured and then sell when he comes back. Like a short, quick flip. But no, today's number one. This week's number one buy is a player who stepped up massively last night as the team's superstar and leading scorer is out for a number of weeks. Jaron Jackson Jr. I have been following this guy's career closely for the last two years. He has had moments of just absolute greatness, dominance on the court, elite level talent, outstanding shooter, great defender, Injured, you know, a lot of last season. And, gee, it felt like all of last season. Because we came back, he still kind of played injured, you know. Wasn't really in the groove. And this season also, it took him a little while to get his um, flow, timing, get his shot moving. The last three weeks, he's been fabulous. And I believe that people will start to take notice in the card market. And sometimes you have to get in on a guy or get back in on a guy before everybody else does. And that's why I'm saying his name now. I'm saying his name now because I believe in two weeks or three weeks, he's the name that all the podcasts and all the dealers will be talking about. I'm saying his name now. I'm saying get in, get in now or get the cards that you have of his out now I have to guard myself because I I do have a bunch of his cards. I do believe in him long-term, certainly with or without Ja Morant, but for him to do what he did last night, it's actually the second really good game he's had without Ja, and they're going to lean on him. What I I think this is going to do is, number one, elevate 
Jaron as as one of the on the court leaders. He's always been kind of outspoken and fun, and they know he's got talent and future. But like this is his time to be the man for a little while, while Ja is out. And I think it will also carry on to when Ja uh, John when Ja cam- comes back, he will be coming back to a very confident uh, in in the groove leadership. Uh, just just one of the best versions of Jaron Jackson Jr. that we would have seen since his uh, debut in 2018. And you can still get uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Prism Auto rookies for less than 100. You can get Jaron Jackson Jr. graded PSA 10 silvers for 200, sometimes less. And that that just, uh, that's a steal. In fact, you can, I would even suggest looking at the Jaron Jackson Jr. Tricolor Select get a graded one. Those are really nice rookies. But for real, guys, uh, we all know him. We all know he's been up in it. You heard me say, you heard me talk about him a lot. I've made a lot of lists that don't include him, but his name comes up in jokes. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've been no, um, it's been no secret that I like his potential. Well, I see now the path for him to take ownership of what he's doing on the court and not rely so much on Jaron or Dylan or, you know, Jonas. He's, he's had lots of games. In fact, every game he's ever played in the NBA has been where he's the third option on the court scoring wise. And now, even if it's just for two weeks, I think this will be good to display what he can do. If, if for nobody else than himself, you know, sometimes a young player needs to know, look, it is your time. Like we need you to step up. It's not just you and, uh, Jaron and a few, you and Ja, I mean, and a few other guys that like together you can maybe do this and you just play a part. Now it's like, if Jaron doesn't score a lot, we're going to lose and we're going to lose whatever playoff standing we may have started, you know, to think we had with a healthy jaw. So all that to say, I believe and I am, I, you know, on one hand, you know, I, I like to say when I'm invested in the player and I wouldn't recommend to you guys to buy a player that I'm not willing to buy or have already bought. Right. So I guess I put my money where my mouth is and not a whole lot of money. Just, I think he's still a great deal for a guy with high all-star level upside. So Jaron Jackson Jr. finally gets to be number one on my list. Five buys for the week. I'd love to hear yours. You can message me on Instagram at Hoops and Cards. Again, this is Gary, your host. You can email me directly at Hoops and Cards Podcast at gmail.com. I love that you're listening. Thank you for paying attention to Hoops and Cards. And I would love to hear about your deals, your questions, your ideas. What would your five buys list look like? And do you just major on current players that are doing well? Or do you have goats still on your radar? Vintage or older players, retired players, future Hall of Famers like Dirk Nowitzki. Who are you looking at? Love to hear from you. Again, this has been Gary Underwood, Hoops and Cards. Now's the time to take the jump, the plunge, and get in on more with Hoops Plus. Love to see you there. The notes on how to do that are in the show notes here on the podcast. And also Card Ladder. Just want to mention them as a great tool that I use to compare prices and to see trends in what a card is doing. So check them out their link to get in on a good deal to start. Maybe that's your Christmas present to yourself or to your collection or to your investing hobby 
to get a tool like Card Ladder. I know it would help you out. It's helped me. So anyway, hope you guys have an awesome week. I'll be sure to post another episode as soon as Jaron drops 30 on the heat. All right, come on, kid. There it is. 50 points for Kevin Porter Jr. Guys, where are we?